0: Fired. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991 to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com.
1: This is Bloomberg Markets. This is indeed Bloomberg Markets Corey Johnson here in our 1130 studios in our uh, Midtown Manhattan World Headquarters for Bloomberg. I am not scared, I'm not worried, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. What about you when you're investing? Are you worried about what's going on? Is it affecting your decisions? Does this saber rattling, uh, international saber rattling change the way you think about investing? We're going to talk about that. Just a minute. But first, it's the latest in businesses headlines. Charlie
0: right, and I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. I do want to begin with the developing billion-dollar sports deal. Miami Marlins owner Jeffrey Loria has agreed to sell the franchise for $1.2 billion to a group led by Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter. This, according to the Miami Herald, citing a New York-based MLB source. So, again, Jeter gets the Marlins. Stocks moving higher, volatility easing as markets show signs of stabilizing after days of verbal sparring between the united states and north korea a topic we will be exploring in just a moment right here on bloomberg markets the dollar fell after u.s inflation remained subdued jim paulson is chief investment strategist at luthold wheaton capital management you know much like valuations in the stock market you know uh valuations in the bond market are extremely high yields overall are, are very low you know near record level low levels and spreads are very very tight after another disappointing round of inflation data, traders are increasingly skeptical that the Federal Reserve will raise rates a third time this year. The odds of a hike by December based on Fed Funds futures stands at about 34 percent, down from 40 percent before the, the July cost of living data was released. S&P up three, a gain today of one-tenth of one percent. The Dow up 14 of one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up six-tenths of one percent. Gold higher today by five-tenths of one percent. Crude oil up by four tenths of one percent i'm charlie pellet that's a
1: bloomberg business flash thank you very much charlie pellet you listen to bloomberg markets on bloomberg radio because
2: when you're your face will frown that will bring everybody down so don't worry well brennan our
1: producer's worried he's not alone lots me of us me. are worried about what's going on in the world what's going on in the markets yeah. but how does it affect our investment behavior peggy collins joins us right now he's our investment team leader uh, here in uh, Bloomberg News, and 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 Peggy, uh, this is um, an interesting time here. Um, you talked to uh, Jeff Gunlack or Bloomberg talked to Jeff Gunlack this week uh, from line right. Capital, and his notion of worry is, is out there. Our investors are are taking a different tone right now about uh, planning for growth and uh, and uh, um, enthusiasm towards the markets.
3: Absolutely, Corey. And one of the things that I've noticed over the course of this week, uh, as you mentioned, from Jeffrey Gunlock, a huge bond manager based on the West Coast, to hedge fund manager like Ray Dalio, uh, who runs the world's largest hedge fund, to stock managers, mutual fund managers like T. Rowe Price, who all this week have come out in varying ways and said that they really think that it's time for investors to start to take risk off the table, mainly because of valuations in the market being so high. And certainly towards the end of this week, then we've seen the ratcheting up of geopolitical concerns, which has added to some of the fears as well
1: certainly this week i mean i you know I, it was interesting to watch the volatility and not the volatility index is it, i've been talking about it a lot today but it is not in fact a perfect measure of volatility by any means or fear by any means even though it's called the fear gauge but boy it was ticking up in the moments leading up to president uh, trump's uh, comments today cuz no one knows what he's going to say
3: Well, it's interesting, too, as well. When we talked to Jeffrey Gunlock on Monday, he said his highest conviction trade right now is that volatility is going up. But when you're an investor, what does that really mean in terms of whether or not you should move things around in your portfolio? Well, nice
1: call, Gunlock, since it's up 50 percent this week.
3: Right, exactly. So hopefully
1: put all of his money into that and then cover today.
3: Yes, exactly. So, But if you're an investor thinking about your portfolio, one of the things that we're seeing across the board from mutual funds to hedge funds to private equity, like Howard Marks' managers saying, you know what, it's time to at least gradually start to reduce your risk and put some more money. Dalio saying you might want to make sure you have some money in gold as a hedge. Gunlock was talking about treasuries as well as um, PIMCO put out a note this week too, recommending people should be shifting towards lower risk assets such as treasuries and mortgage backed securities. And then t Rowe Price, as I said, on its asset call allocation models basically cut the stock portion to its lowest level since 2000. So that's a, that's a big change for, for a mutual fund manager where they advise lots of people on their 401k plans and things of that nature. So in general, I don't really see investment managers saying run now to the exits, but there's certainly a tone out there saying if you haven't been paying attention to how high value are now is the time to to not be complacent
1: and and uh um in the bets well the bets i hate describing i just did that that cliche of calling investments bets
3: we do um, it we do it in headlines and stories i know, i just
1: hate it well when i was a money manager it made me so mad that you know or The short sellers bet against – I'm betting. I do a ton of research. I, I work morning and night and on the weekends and like crazy trying to understand things and, and be sensible at what I'm doing and hope I get it right. But um, uh, you know, the, there also seems to be some of the types of investments that are more um, defensive in nature are, are more attractive. We've heard, for example, recent calls for gold.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah, Ray Dalio was saying right. in a note on LinkedIn this week that if you don't have five or ten percent, um, you know, in in gold as a hedge, you may want to want you may want to re look at that. One other thing, though, that I think I've been hearing a little bit more about, certainly pre the North Korea affairs re- really zooming up at the end of this week, is this whole idea of whether the Trump bump has waned. You know, we saw so much activity in the markets when the, the Trump won, and there was a lot of ex- expectation for tax reform for. infrastructure spending, um, all of which has really gone nowhere um, fast. And so you have people on either side of that fence saying, is this really going to start to be a tailwind or a headwind, I should say, with the market dragging it down as people start to realize that some of these bumps may not come to fruition? Or will we actually see some of them come come into play because the Republicans really need to get something done before the midterm elections in 2018? So that is definitely a dividing line. Some people think, yes, we'll see it happen. Other people, People think nothing's going to get done, and that will eventually start to weigh on the markets.
1: Um, yeah, and weighing on the markets. I mean, we, when I looked at bull bear sentiment today, and the latest numbers, uh, thankfully, were out yesterday. They're not, there's not really a lot of uh, direction either way. I mean, obviously, an extraordinarily bullish poll means the stocks are going to go down. An extraordinarily bearish poll means stocks maybe have bottoms. But we're really kind of stuck in the middle right now.
3: Yes, and Paul Singer also came out um recently in his July letter. He's a big hedge fund manager. And he was saying that, you know, a lot of people are missing the point that it's really still the Fed policy that is supporting the markets, that people aren't really expecting them to, you know, not – be involved in wanting to so support the markets and growth in the in the country. And also, if you just look at the earnings in terms of company earnings that came out, Corey, we didn't really see any big shockers in terms of, oh, my gosh, things en masse are looking bad at companies in terms of, you know, the unemployment figures are still down. There's not a lot out there that is indicating we're on the brink of a recession coming within the next six months, as Jeffrey Gunlock has said.
1: Uh, we can only hope. Recessions aren't good for people.
3: That's correct. Um, and not investors either. Yeah, that
1: either. Uh, Peggy Collins, thank you so much. So good to see you in real life here in our midtown Manhattan You too, Corey. All right, Peggy Collins, our investment team leader here at Bloomberg News. This is Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson, at Corey TV, C-O-R-Y-T-V on Twitter. And this is Bloomberg. Nathan Hager right now, he's going to look at world and national news headlines from our one studios in Washington, D.C. All
2: right, thank you, Corey. President Trump says North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will regret it fast if he does anything against Guam or any other U.S. territory or ally. president's ramping up his war of words with North Korea after tweeting that the military option is locked and loaded. Speaking from his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, the president's brushing off concern that his growing heated rhetoric may be raising tensions. We have tens of millions of people in this country that are so happy with what I'm saying, because they're saying, finally, we have a president that's sticking up for our nation, and frankly picking up for our friends and our allies. And at least one of those allies, Germany, says the U.N. Security Council should keep monitoring the situation. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has been a target of the president's Twitter ire for not getting health care, tax reform, and an infrastructure bill passed. On tax reform, though, House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady says negotiations are going on even during this August recess. There's an
0: urgency. We believe it should be done this year, and the president's fully committed behind this approach. So look, this is something that wasn't present in health care.
2: Frankly, wasn't even when President, when President Reagan went through that whole two-and-a-half-year process uh, himself. Brady is one of the so-called big six congressional and White House leaders working on tax reform. He tells Bloomberg Television they're still on track to get it done this year. The U.S. Marine Corps is grounding all its aircraft for 24 hours starting today. After two deadly crashes in recent weeks, the order gives each unit commander flexibility to carry out the pause at his or her discretion over the next two weeks. That way it's not expected to affect operational commitments. Fox News was first to report this move. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than
3: 120 countries. In Washington, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.